From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. This is the WIA National News for week commencing February 13, 2011. Perth is burning. VK6GX, our 160-metre rebroadcaster in Perth, has told us how fires were burning in the hills north and south of Perth. Rollerstone repeater was still working for the news relay last week. A firefighter was injured just up the road when hit by a truck near Rollystone, and the Tickhill repeater was still working at that point in time. CBUHF was changed to Channel 8 instead of Channel 4. That stopped working last Sunday evening. Reports saying fires were close to that repeater. More than 60 homes have been destroyed and a firefighter injured in bushfires burning out of control around Perth. The bushfires are in the Perth Hills to the east of the city and at the edge of the Swan Valley to the north. Your WIA News has not to date received any official Weissen News reports on the recent flood cyclones nor fires, but this report from the South African equivalent of Weissen, Hamnet, shows just how the catastrophes in VK is worldwide ham news. Listen now to this report from Hamnet's National Director, Francis Botha, ZS6, Bravo Uniform Uniform. Cyclone Yassi was the reason why many towns on the East Australian East Coast had to be evacuated, with Townsville being hard hit. It was calculated that as many as 30,000 houses could be flooded by the cyclone and damage could run into billions. Queensland has been the focus of attention for a long time, and amateur radio emergency operators were active in the 40-meter band, monitoring the situation and preparing to pass traffic. The cyclone has now changed into a tropical low and headed west across Australia with warnings of flash floods in places like Alice Springs and Barclay, who are normally very dry areas. People have been warned to be on the alert for at least the next 24 to 48 hours as the storm peters out over mainland. Reporting for Hamnet, this is Francois Boerta, ZA6BUU. Hamnet is a voluntary group of South African amateur radio operators who make their unique communication skills available to assist and help others in distress during and after disasters. Hamnet is represented on the subcommittee of the South African Search and Rescue Organisation, so, as you see, is a most respected organisation. Now, this written report is in from VK4 Zulu Zulu in Townsville, and it helps bring us up to date. Yassi spares Green Street club rooms, but clobbers Mount Stewart. At the Tark Club Rooms, main supply was cut, however the club station was powered off the Townsville State Emergency Service HQ emergency power supply for the duration of the outage. Only equipment casualties were the unfastening of one end of the long wire receiving antenna and the slight skewing of the VHF collinear. A different story, however, unfolds for the Tark Amateur Radio Repeater site at Mount Stewart, which also houses a commercial COSIT and the SES Channel 1 repeater. Severe Yassi wind gusts took out the high-tension main supply cables for Mount Stewart in five places, with a forecast that repairs can take months. Those severe wind gusts also took out the VK4 RAT 2-metre repeater collinear antenna, breaking the antenna at the base, shredding the radome, and despite the damage, the antenna was still serviceable right up until the repeater system reserved batteries going flat sometime Monday afternoon, Feb 7. Now, up the road a piece to Dale, VK4 DMC. Yes, we're still here. Yes, he did her best to blow us away, but far north Queensland hams are a resilient lot. We survived, albeit some of us suffering various degrees of damage. Category 5 tropical cyclone Yassi crossed the coast near Mission Beach, just south of Cairns in the early hours of Wednesday morning, packing wind speeds of around 295 kilometres per hour. 
The cyclone then travelled inland, passing over the Atherton Tablelands and areas to the south, including Ingham and Townsville, before heading west. Local amateurs were well prepared for this event. Antennas were lowered, emergency power and transceivers set up and tested as well, ensuring that their homes were secure. Memories of Cyclone Larry in 2006 are still fresh in our minds. Some local amateurs evacuated to safe centres. John, VK4JKL, Gary, VK4FD, Jeff, VK4BOF and Paul, VK4ZJD, to name just a few. Then they were stranded due to flooded rivers and blocked roads. Fortunately, reports from FNQ hams have been positive, with little or minor damage being wrought by Yassi. Trees down, gardens wrecked, and in a couple of cases, towers and antennas smashed. Wind speeds of 200 km per hour were reported in the Atherton area. Paul, PK4ZJD, who lives at Tolly Heads, was extremely fortunate with his house being only one of the few that, in the area that survived, with relatively minor damage. A shed was wrecked, as well as the garden being totally redesigned into a twisted mess with mud and sand everywhere. Paul was back on air the next day. Amateurs living on the coast received the brunt of the cyclone. Areas mainly to the south of Innisfail, including the Tolly region, Cardwell and Ingham, were seriously affected. Townsville also experienced cyclonic conditions, but with lesser wind speeds and fortunately with no major damage being reported. Many areas suffered and are still suffering significant power interruptions and also the loss of other essential services such as water and phone etc. It was fantastic to see the response from fellow amateurs who set up listing watches mainly on 40 and 80 metres, in particular the guys from Rockhampton who set up a station on the top of the Mount Morgan range and were there all night. Also stations in Athens, Townsville, Mackay, Toowoomba and Brisbane were there throughout to lend a hand with emergency traffic if needed. Well done, and it was comforting for those of us in the path of Yassi to know that you were there and chat with you from time to time. Thanks, guys, for a sterling effort. Visit the Trek website at www.treclub.org.au for club information, and you can also download the latest monthly news in Trek News. This has been Dale, VK4DMC, and you're listening to the WIA News. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. Now you can dial this WIA News wherever you are on the gateway.net.au 1300 phone service. Dial 1300 558 592 and at the prompt type WIAN, that's 9426 on your telephone keypad. I'm Peter Vernon, VK2US, 73s for now. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Hello everyone and welcome from the members of the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club. My name is Rod, VK2 FVRJ. Well, there are only two weeks to go until Amateur Radio's big day out at the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club Field Day, which will be held at Wyong Racecourse on Sunday the 27th of February 2011. Admission is adults $12, with free admission for those under 17. And to make your entry into the race course as painless as possible, uh, it would be helpful if you could have the correct entry fee ready at the gate. The gates will open at 6.30am to allow entry and set up for traders and exhibitors and, fleet and the flea marketeers. And the trader and exhibitor areas will open to the public at 9am. The bistro will open at 8am for the early bird arrivals. Most major suppliers of amateur radio and electronic equipment will be there, as will representatives of various amateur radio groups, clubs and emergency organisations. 
There will also be displays from Myers and the Central Coast Pottery Society. Amateur radio examinations will be conducted on the day by Brian Kelly, who can be contacted on 0418 659 043 for further information. All this, plus raffles, seminars and free tea and coffee. And of course, for help on the day, there will be directions and information on the local VHF repeater 146.725 MHz with a 91.5 tone. For further information and regular updates, please go to the Field Day website www.fieldday.org.au or email Central Coast Amateur Radio Club ccarc at ccarc.org.au So don't miss out, come along and you might just grab a bargain. And of course, the Field Day wouldn't be the Field Day without the Field Day Dinner. And this will be held at Club Riverside Wyong Bowling Club in Pannonia Road, Wyong on Saturday the 26th of February commencing at 6pm. Dinner will be a two-course buffet with drinks at bar prices. Dinner bookings are essential, so please contact the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club on 0243402500 by Thursday the 17th of February at the absolute latest. In case of insufficient numbers for the buffet dinner, we may have to revert to ordering your own meal from the bistro. Well, that's all from the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club. We'll see you all at the field day. Still in VK2 and the Sydney-based 2-metre beacon VK2 RSY, which was offline earlier this month following a failure in the PA stage, was restored a few weeks back. It operates now on 144.420 MHz in the CW mode. And all reports are welcome. You can email your report to callbacks at arnsw.org.au. And Lockie is an edge-of-space passenger balloon experiment from Tamworth Radio Club and Tamworth Oxley Scout members. A balloon filled with hydrogen that will carry APRS equipment, camera, temperature and radiation sensors. Even a paper plane will be dropped from 30 kilometres up. And the passenger? One cockroach has been suggested. And, uh, yeah, from up here in uh, VK4, I think that's a very good idea. Tamworth Radio Club has installed seven ground stations around the northwest and New England regions of New South Wales that will be used to receive APRS data from Lockie 1, then transferring this to the internet for live tracking via the APRS network. Up-to-date information be- can be found on the Tamworth Radio Club's website, best found by going to wia.org.au and checking out the club links. G'day, this is Bud, VK8ZWM, President of the Darwin Amateur Radio Club with the latest club news. The weekly gatherings for a Bicky piece of granny cake and a cuppa continue on Thursday mornings around 10am with good numbers. And the club net is on Sunday evenings on 80 metres on 3555 starting at around 5 o'clock. Catch you there. We have done a lot of work with the scouting movement in recent times, resulting in 19 new licensees. We're working now to encourage them to get active, with an activity evening on the 24th, for starters, for the Darwin Venturers and Rovers. The Humpty Two Venturers and Guides will be having an antenna building and operating weekend not too far away. And as well, both groups will be operating stations in the John Moyle Memorial Field Day with club support. Gary VK8BN has started an upgrade course at the club rooms on Tuesday nights at 7pm with a good-sized, eager class. Expect to hear us pop up as VK8DA during the National Field Day in April from the Rapper Creek Shopping Centre. And stir of the week. Got to get this one in. This comes from the massive variations in signal strength we get here from those south of the border during contests and contacts. There are often more than 10 S points variation in signals from stations no more than a few kilometres apart. Uh, I say, uh, that spud says to those south of the border, about putting a pinch or two of salt in the water in the paint pot at the top of your piece of wet string you use as an antenna so we can hear you up here. It would be a great help. Uh, 
After that, all I can say is catch you later. This is Spud VK8ZWM in Darwin. Hooroo! From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. Home of the good guys, and this good news item came in. And it's a story of where a convoy of which the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society's Ross VK2 Victor 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 is part has headed towards Grantham in VK4. Grantham, of course, hit exceptionally hard by those flash floods of January 2011. The group has collected several hundred school backpacks to give to the families at Grantham. The packs contain a range of school items, pens, pencils, rulers, etc. Ross is making use of APRS, which he advises can be, can be tracked at aprs.fi forward slash vk2 victor 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 dash 15 and ross is monitoring 145 375 and 7070 and thanks go out from myself and everybody in vk4 for the illawarra amateur radio society and ross vk2 victor 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 helping in operation cleanup education youth and advancement of amateur radio i'm gordon vk4 vp Exams available at Wyong Hamfest, Sunday, February 27. Amateur Radio New South Wales, in conjunction with the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club, will hold assessments with the first session at 7am and the second session at 10.30am. This is the fourth year that Amateur Radio New South Wales has conducted exams at the field day. A prior booking is desirable but not essential, but you should make contact with the coordinator, Brian Kelly, to find out how to find the rooms, the costs and what is needed with the paperwork. Brian's contact mobile is 0418 659 043. There are currently about 20 people that have registered interest in upgrading to the standard or advanced class of licence, and the Melbourne NERG has decided to conduct a training course aimed to get everyone to the advanced level. The classes will be held on the 1st, 3rd, 4th and 5th, if one occurs, Thursday evenings of each month, commencing at 7.30pm, 17th of February, and they'll run for about 14 weeks. Cost of the course will be $100 for club members. The cost of the exams from the WIA will be $70 each. To find out more, Google NERG or look up the NERG Club on wia.org.au and check out Club. More Melbourne Upgrade Courses. ARCS Academy will run a combined Standard Advanced Upgrade course commencing Sunday 24th of April. The course will be held in easy-to-reach Nana Wadding and will run for five Sundays with exams on Sunday the 22nd of May. Places are limited and this will be the only course ARCS will run this year, so please book early to reserve your place. As always, the course is free of charge from ARCS Academy. Details? Email vk3dq at wia.org.au Maryborough, Queensland. Among the call-ins last week to Ray VK4TPT were two new foundation licensees, VK4FKAS Kim and VK4FODM Owen. Together with Isaac VK4FIBN, they had passed the exam and assessments back on the 30th of December but had to wait until their licences came through due to the Christmas break. We welcome them all to the airwaves. Well, this has been Gordon, VK4VP from the Sunshine Coast. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. 
EMC Society withdraws as co-sponsor of IEEE BPL standard. Concerns over technical standards have forced a respected EMC Society to withdraw from co-sponsorship of an IEEE BPL standard. BPL provides internet access using mains electrical wiring and generates considerable radio pollution. This pollution can not only ruin people's enjoyment of their favourite radio show, but also potentially threaten emergency communications. An ARRL news report says citing concerns about parts of its technical content, the IEEE EMC Society Standards Development Committee, SDCOM, have voted to withdraw as the co-sponsor of IEEE standard for power line communications equipment. Electromagnetic compatibility EMC requirements and testing and measurement methods IEEE standard 1775 to 2010. According to ARRL Laboratory Manager and BPL Guru Ed Hare W1RFI, this decision came about soon after the IEEE Standards Board approved the publication of the standard over the technical concerns of the SDCOM. Hare is an SDCOM member and is a member of the IEEE Working Group that developed the standard. Read the full ARRL story at the web address in this week's wia.org.au newscast. Voice of Russia on 7200 kHz. On the IARU Region 1 website, DJ9KR reports that the Voice of Russia is transmitting on the exclusive amateur radio frequency of 7200 kHz. The report says since February 1, 2011, the Russian BC radio station Golos Rossi, Voice of Russia, is transmitting programs in the Russian language on the exclusive amateur radio frequency 7200 kHz with quite high power. This is causing very harmful interference to the amateur radio service worldwide, which has an exclusive allocation for the range of 7,000 to 7,200 kHz. The location of the transmitter is St. Petersburg. Please inform your National Intruder Watchman, use intruders at wia.org.au and invite him to write an international complaint. Video DNA may put an end to movie piracy. Video pirates beware. A new system called Video DNA may land you behind prison bars. Amateur radio newslines Frank Haas, KB4T, has more. Three Israeli researchers have come up with what they believe to be a surefire way to end video piracy. Dr. Alex Bronstein, working with his twin brother Michael, and Israeli researcher Professor Ron Kimmel, has developed a way of treating video footage like DNA. Dr. Bronstein, who is with Tel Aviv University's Department of Electrical Engineering, says that members of the animal and plant kingdom are not the only ones that can have DNA. He says if a DNA test can identify and catch criminals, his group believes that a similar code might be applicable to video. Then if the code were copied and changed, it would be obvious to law enforcement. As video does not have a real genetic code like members of the animal kingdom, Dr. Bronstein and his team created a DNA equivalent that can be applied to video files. The result is a unique DNA fingerprint for each individual movie anywhere on the planet. When scenes are altered, colors changed, or the film is bootlegged on a camera at a movie theater, the film can be tracked and traced on the Internet. And, says Dr. Bronstein, like the films, the video thieves themselves can be tracked and caught. If the entertainment industry adopts this new video DNA coding, it could mean that a lot of video pirates could eventually be looking at the world from the other side of prison bars. And ahead of operational news and special interest group news this week, a peek at the weird and wonderful. This year we're experiencing four unusual dates. 1 1 and 11 Now go figure this out. Take the last two digits of the year you were born 
At the age you will be this year, and it will equal 111. I'm Jason VK2LAW. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Special events and on-air contest column, Dateline 2011. February 26 and 27, ZL Jock White Field Day. March 19 and 20, WIA John Moyle Field Day Weekend. April 30, Worldwide Mark County Day 2011. Contests and records news. Ross Hull contest logs due. Tomorrow, Valentine's Day, February 14. This reminder from John BK3KM that your logs are due. We picked up again from the VK7 News. Thanks, Justin. Also, field day contests can be included in your Ross Hull log. One contact per band per station per UTC day. More information can be found at the link on the email and internet editions of this broadcast. New 2 metre digital modes record. A contact between Jim VK3II and Derek VK6DZ has broken the national 2 metre digital modes record. 2495.7 kilometres, 21st of January 2011. An updated copy of the records list and a list of all Australian records since 1947 are on the WIA website. Special event stations, repeater, beacon, DXN, net advice. Look for amateur radio operators in Kuwait using the special prefix 9K50 until the 28th of February. Activities to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Kuwait's independence. Also, 9K50 NLD will be on the air between the 24th and 28th of February. Activity will be from members of the Kuwait Amateur Radio Society. Amateur radio operators in the province of Nova Scotia will be permitted to use special prefixes CJ1 and CK1 throughout the month of February to celebrate the 2011 Canada Games to be held in Halifax. VA1 stations will be allowed to use the special prefix CJ1, while VE1 stations will use the special prefix CK1. YLNETs. Official Alara Net, Mondays 3.570 plus or minus. 10.30 hours UTC, 10 hours UTC during the daylight saving. VK6 Alara Net, Mondays following the National Net, 3585 plus or minus, 1200 hours UTC. YL222 DX Net, Mondays 14.222, call in from 0530 hours UTC. European YL DX Net, Thursdays 14.243 plus or minus, 1700 hours UTC. VE stroke VK ZL Net. Fridays 14.148, hours UTC. Wireless weather. For a good look at propagation, check out this website. An easy one. SolarCycle24, that's figures24.org. Also, lots of propagation reports can be found at southgatearc.org slash propagation. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ in England, where the rain keeps falling and the generator keeps humming. But at least there's no cyclone today. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK3, it can be heard on the Amateur Radio Victoria Broadcast Network, 11am Sunday mornings. I'm Greg, the Funky Man, VK3 FUNK. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's worldwide special interest group news. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ATV. Take a video tour of the ARRL's Whiskey One Alpha Whiskey. 
to watch a video tour of Whiskey One Alpha Whiskey conducted by the station manager Joe Garcia in J1Q, just click on the link on this week's text edition of this news broadcast. Best read when you visit www.wia.org.au. Worldwide special interest groups, females in radio, ALARA, the Australian Ladies AR Association. A reminder that their net is held each Monday on 3.570 MHz plus or minus, commencing at 1000 hours UTC during daylight saving. Worldwide special interest groups rescue radio. Tweed residents will soon have local radio broadcasts giving them detailed warnings about emergency conditions and road closures during a flood crisis. Mawillabar State Emergency Service Controller Chris Christosmus has revealed local community station Big Country Radio FM 88 has agreed to set up broadcasting equipment in the SES Mawillabar headquarters to give detailed local information during an emergency. This back-to-the-future move, he said, would mirror a service once provided by a previous local-based radio service and could complement ABC radio information, which tended to be more regional. In particular, it would allow SES to broadcast information about flood heights and the expected impact on various Tweed Valley communities, providing homeowners, farms and business people up-to-date advice and precautions to take. It gives us an extra ability to distribute information, Mr Christosmus said. Worldwide special interest groups, VHF and above. The exciting news in southeast Queensland is that local interest is growing in having gear available for the microwave amateur radio bands, 1296 MHz and many bands above. The Brisbane VHF group recognises this and is organising a time when local microwaving amateurs will be out in public places using their gear. Weather permitting, this will be on Sunday the 6th of March, just three weeks away. Liaison on the day will be on the group's Mount Glorious 2 metre repeater on 147 MHz. Sunday the 6th of March, 10am to 2pm, starting just after the morning national and Q News broadcast. One central location on the south side will be Mount Gravit. Contact Club President Doug, VK4OE. All amateurs and other interested folk in the area or travelling through are invited to come along and see Microwave Amateur Radio in action. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Rewind. Broadcasting on the USA AM band. I'm Cole, VK4CC. From 1921 to 1926, the broadcasting industry in the United States was originally regulated by the Department of Commerce. Initially, all stations shared a single entertainment wavelength of 360 metres, roughly 833 kilohertz. From December 1921 to May 15, 1923, many stations were also authorised to use 485 metres, or 619 kilohertz, for broadcasting, market and weather reports. This meant that complicated and hard-fought timesharing agreements had to be negotiated. In late September of 1922, a second entertainment wavelength of 400 metres, or 750 kilohertz, was assigned for better quality high-powered stations. Stations on the new wavelength were designated Class B outlets, while those on 360 metres became known as Class A stations. 
On May 15, 1923, the broadcasting service was greatly expanded with the designation of a band of frequencies in 10 kHz steps from 550 to 1350 kHz. 550 to 1040 kHz were set aside for Class B stations, while Class A stations were assigned to frequencies from 1050 to 1350 kHz. Existing stations were permitted to stay at 360 metres as Class C stations. One of the world's best websites for old radio is just that, www.oldradio.com. Hello, we are the end of WIA National News for another week, week commencing Feb 13, 2011. We'll leave you with a quick look at the social scene today, Feb 13, in VK3 is Centre Victoria's Radio Fest. It's the fourth one held at the Kyneton Racecourse. Feb 27 in VK2 Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's Ham Fest at Wyong. Feb 27 in VK3 is the Yarra Valley Ham Fest at the Gary Cooper Pavilion, Anzac Avenue, Yarra Glen. March 6 in VK4, the Brisbane VHF Group's Microwave Activity Day. March 13 in VK3, EMDRC's White Elephant Sale Heathmont. March 20, VK7, Meet the Voice Barbecue, Ross Caravan Park. April 9 in VK6, Hills Amateur Radio Group's Hargfest at the Club Rooms, Les Murdy. And April 18, Worldwide is Amateur Radio Day, World Amateur Radio Day, the first technology-based social network. And we wrap up this WIA year with the AGM weekend in Darwin, May 27 to 29. We'll see you next week. Actually, I believe next week the news will be coming to you live from Gosford, from Wyong, the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club, as they prepare for two weeks' time when they'll be having their big ham fest there at the Wyong Race Club. But until we do meet again, I'm Graham VK for Baker Baker. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.